You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. How early is too early for a drum line? <laughs> uh, we're debating this in my uh, in a group chat I'm in of, you know... Uh, two people you've met and then one you haven't. My friend Evan's the one you haven't, but, you know, Sophie, been on our show, and then uh, Lex, uh, who we watched Sonic 2 with. Uh, yeah, uh, but, yeah, Evan's currently at grad a graduation for his brother, uh, and they apparently had a drum line at 10 a.m., and he's like, it's too early for that, and I was like, is it? But like, is it like drinking, Brandon? Is it like drinking where you can have some light drumming around like noon, but then, uh, but then you can't get into more serious stuff, can't get a full drum line going until like seven, or your friends are gonna think you got a problem. <laughs> Disclaimer: Drum responsibly, folks. <laughs> Don't drum and drive. Don't drum and drive. That's just legit. Like, if you got the drum in your lap and you're doing this, like. I mean, you're adding you're adding a fun entertainment value to those around you who are stuck in traffic. But, but should also, you, but should you be drumming in the car if your friend's the one that's driving? <laughs> interesting, interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're laying the beats in, you're like, man, the, your friend's like, dude, my radio is so busted. How are we gonna listen to some tunes? And you break out uh, the big the big drum. And you go boom, 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 boom yeah. the whole time. And so for very different, not dark reasons, you should also never have sex with someone who's drumming. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just for street cred. <laughs> that's just for street cred. Get out of here with that 2001 bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today, folks. Uh, welcome to Podzilla King of the Casters. Um, I am your host, Brandon. It's today. Your host, NB Nightingale. That's how I introduce myself. NB Nightingale, <laughs> yes. So, today we're talking about Gamera the Giant Monster from 1965. This is our first Gamera movie. Oh, is this why you're doing the introduction? Because it's Gamera? Is that the bit? Is that the bit? Because it's the ripoff, <laughs> you're the one doing the introduction? <laughs> you figured me out. Am I gonna do what that monster do? <laughs> it's all flipped around where it's... It has some unique new flavor to it, but also I think the fundamentally is a worse movie. Yeah. Unrelated, Gamera. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Gamera's 1965, and I guess we'll start with our... Overall thoughts, and I'll start off by saying this has a really great opening act. Immediately, oh, this is so interesting. And we saw this movie's short, it's like an hour 17. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's what we thought, folks. Folks, I sat, I yesterday, I had what was for me the pleasure for. A lot of people in the group who went with me, not the pleasure, uh, of watching a three-hour-long David Lynch film in theaters, uh, Inland Empire, shot entirely on camcorder. 
uh, and let me tell you, it felt long. It felt arduous. I was exhausted and nauseated at the end. <laughs> but it felt shorter than Camara. <laughs> So, yeah, so the opening Gamera is super great, and I'm like, I'd be like, oh, this is awesome, and there's some fun stuff within it, but it's nested in a sea of things just kind of happen. Like, things happen, and you're like, oh, like, in the original Godzilla, things kind of build, where it's like, oh, he's doing this, he's doing this now, he's doing, like, things are building, he's in Tokyo, and this, it's kind of like start and stop. Yeah. It's like, he attacked a power plant. Okay, now he's gone. We gotta do this. Oh no, he's attacking this. Okay, now he's gone. Like, it's like start, stop, start, stop. And it feels... What was in the first bit a really interesting... Like, oh, this is really interesting. Great. By, like, halfway point, it's it's kind of... It feels very long. Yeah. So, I, I think it went from, oh, this is a good time, to... It's yeah. got some fun moments. The first <laughs> act, I was really on board with. Oh, yeah, you say, you're like, I am picking up what this movie's laying down. Yeah. Exact words. It, like, everything from, like, the prologue and the title sequence were awesome. Then it kind of loses me about, like, half an hour in, I'd say. And it doesn't really get me back. No, not even with... The coolest scene in the movie, which is the Gamera UFO scene. Yeah, that was cool. Word. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So, what were your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I'm about the same. I kind of petered off towards the second act when it kind of, the original, like, you know, icicle and Arctic stuff ended. That looked really much like straight out of the thing, <laughs> like the environment. But um, that just kind of lost me, and then... Didn't really get me back because there's some weird stuff about, like, the kid? Yeah. And, like, why did Gamera save the kid and then murdered hundreds of people directly? Not even like, oh, good, Gamera's attacking the city and, you know, he knocks out a building and that kills people. It's like, you see Gamera light people on fire directly. Gamera's a girl boss and we won't take any notes. <laughs> so, like, I thought that was kind of, like, the kid... There's just some weird things like that where I'm like, this is happening? Okay. Huh. I think the ending's great. Full spoilers. We always do full spoilers. Where it's, um, they shoot Gamera into space. <laughs> I thought that was a fun ending. Yeah. But that, it didn't. That was very fun. Uh, what originally was like, oh, this is an interesting, like, different kind of, like, original Godzilla-like movie. By the end, it kind of just didn't connect as well uh, nearly as well as Godzilla the original. I will give I will give it one good. We'll talk about why this fails for Godzilla picks up later, but I will give it one good. Okay. So if I were to tell you the budget of Godzilla 1954 was 100 million yen. How many yen would you guess Gamera was then? And this was 65, so like 10 years later? Yeah. Okay, I want to say like 20 million. Oh. Does that look that cheap? Compared to Godzilla? Yeah, the, the scenes are shorter. The things. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. It, it was 40 million. Yeah. 40 million, okay. So I, know, I thought the miniature work was a lot better on this 
than that. I will say, I think story-wise, I did not feel that this was as strong in the slightest. Uh, it lost me, as I've said. But I thought the miniature work, to me, seemed a lot better. And I had thought that meant that they put a lot more money into it than the Godzilla films. I mean, it's a difference of ten years, though. Yeah. I think that's an important... But, like, the miniature work also wasn't very good in 60s Godzilla movies. In fact, I'd say the effects go down in a lot of Godzilla (laughs) movies in the 60s and 70s. It's the blue screen. I think it's a lot of the blue screen. Yeah. So, we'll get into... um, I mean, Gamera was the last kaiju movie ever shot in black and white. For, like, the mainstream ones. So it makes sense. Until this summer. When <gasps> we bring it back, baby! <laughs> it's the, it's like the lighthouse, but it has Gamera in it. <laughs> so... Quick. What is... While the rest of this episode goes on, I will be passively looking into trying to find out what a public domain kaiju is. Ah... <laughs> uh... King Kong's got to be coming up soon, right? 33? Yeah, but Great Gatsby just became public domain, and that's 1920 exactly. Oh, 20 exactly. Yeah, so we got a while. We got a bit. Like, what if we just made the movie and then didn't release it until it became public domain? I still think that might be illegal. I'm pretty sure that's still illegal. (laughs) Could you Uh, imagine? (laughs) It's not released yet. We're not taking money on it until it's public domain. (laughs) It'd be really funny. But okay, so instead of a make it gritty about Gamera, I'm gonna pitch at the end our public domain our our public domain kaiju film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna continue with the rest of the episode. Yeah. All right. So I think our overall thoughts are more or less done. About um, you know, uh, this was an hour seventeen, but it felt longer. And what originally I felt like, okay, this is different enough from the original Godzilla, it kind of just f- started falling apart towards the middle end where I'm like, this is not nearly as, like, connecting <laughs> about, like, you know, the, the Oxygen Destroyer is, like, you know, a big metaphor for nukes and other, like, huge weapons. And that just doesn't happen in this one. Yeah. They just shoot them to space. Space. You know, it's space. like, it just doesn't connect as well. So going into um, I want to do a little bit about what that monster do now. Yeah, let's. The monster does do a lot. He does. So the main monster of this movie is Gamera, and just like in the original Godzilla, Gamera is the antagonist monster. So it's Gamera versus the military industrial complex. <laughs> yeah. Versus the the military, and Gamera is, I think Gamera is a good kaiju. I, I think Gamera is the, like, all, you know, the kaijus are always the best parts of these movies, but I feel like, I think Gamera has the potential to be, like, one of the main ones, if you get me. Yeah. Like, he he's not a, like, oh, he's a one-off guy. <laughs> like, he has enough interesting things that I, I can see why there has been multiple movies with him. So he's, Gamera is a big turtle monster. He's a big turtle. He's like a big two. They say two hundred feet tall. This movie. He's a two hundred foot tall turtle monster. He stands on two legs, and he has like these tusks coming out of his mouth. 
and his powers are that he could just breathe fire. Like with Godzilla, it's kind of like this um, rotoscopy effect of like this laser he shoots out, you know, his atomic breath. Gamera, it's literally just fire. <laughs> like they attached a flamethrower or something to that puppet because it is just fire. And we see in the, probably my favorite part of the whole movie is that Gamera can fly. <laughs> Gamera can use, Gamera can like pull up all of their limbs into their shell and shoot fire out of every like limb hole in its body. And it creates a fucking like a Beyblade spinning disc <laughs> with its shell yeah. that shoots it into the sky. It looks like, I've seen firecrackers like that where it's got like Oh yeah, it goes Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. It goes and shoots off into space. And that was... So Gamera's got some cool powers. I, I think it's a good step beyond like some of the other uh, Showa kaijus where it's just like, I'm a big spider. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's neat. But Gamera has like specific powers like that that I think are interesting. Yeah. Like I want to see, I want to see Gamera in a fight where they use that against another kaiju, <laughs> where they just Beyblade that shit. <laughs> it's just Beyblade, Beyblade, bay, let it rip. <laughs> it's it's the really fun power. Yeah. So you know, got spines down his back. It looks like they reflect artillery fire and such. Like if you shoot an artillery bolt at a shell, it just bounces right off. Yeah, that was a cool effect. That was a very cool. It effect. was a cool effect. Which I think, given the budget, and given how much more how much more dangerous these stunts look like, I think they just accepted the stunts as being more dangerous, <laughs> and just hope they didn't kill the guy in the suit. Yeah, I want to bring up the guy in the suit. Like I'm almost positive that when they were firing stuff and it was just bouncing off, that that was just Roman candles. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like, okay, no, dude, you gotta turn your back right here, okay? <laughs> you don't want to end up like the last guy. <laughs> it's like a fucking first uh, Tin Man situation. Oh, shit. They announced who the new Doctor is gonna be on Doctor Who. Really? Yeah. So this is the guy. Wow, my only one heart. I don't know how you say that first name. <laughs> the first Doctor Who ever. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's the only thing. He's the first Doctor Who of all time. He's the first Doctor Who character with white hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most notable thing. He's That's all in his articles. Okay, you better keep all of this Doctor Who shit. <laughs> There's a whole press tour about it, but the brain, like, it, his ethnicity is not important once. It's just his, it's just his hair color. Where it's like, we've had doctors with gray hair before, and brown hair, even a couple blondes in there. But like, we wanted to show his seniority this season with some stark white hair. Okay, look at what Eminem posted on Facebook. The minions congratulate Eminem. This is gold content. You gotta keep <laughs> all of this in. The minions congratulate <laughs> Okay, this is the this is the end of episode stinger. So we're just gonna cut to this conversation. <laughs> the Eminem's congratulate. No, it's the minions. The minions congratulate Eminem on his induction to the Rocket Hollywood 
to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh dang! It would have been funnier if it was um like a like a Jay Z or something, because then I would say yeah. to the minions, to the minions say the word when they're singing okay. along to the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right? All right. Yep. Okay, so we cut off there, but I need to mention two things, two grand pieces of news that Brandon and I were just discussing that came in. Okay, yes. (laughs) One, the new Doctor uh, for Doctor Who is, uh, has been announced, uh, and he's hot. He's got white hair. That's, that's, I think that's the only thing, right? He's made history as the yeah. first Doctor Who man and, with white uh, hair and a killer smile. Nakuti Gatwa is the new Doctor, and he's like they announced him in like this weird ass shirt that's literally just like a weird clover to show his pecs <laughs> off. <laughs> that looks like something a nursing mother would wear. <laughs> Uh, the other news is that Eminem has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we're not white enough that that would be, like, just something we'd have to stop the presses. But the reason we must talk about it is because friend of the show and friend of me and my roommate, uh, Jay, uh, told me about this by texting me <laughs> a post from a screenshot from Facebook that Eminem put on his Facebook saying the Minions congratulate Eminem to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022. And it's a cartoon with Eminem and all of the Minions standing behind him dressed like... Dressed in like the... (laughs) Dressed in in his like, will the real Slim Shady please stand up attire. (laughs) And for some reason... In the way background, looking very nervous, is uh, the green (laughs) Eminem. Is it the yassified green Eminem or the de-yassified green Eminem? No, it looks like a minion dressed up as the green Eminem. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is this? Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, you were were about to mention the suit actor before we had to cut off there. Yes. So, the suit. So apparently the suit was really heavy. It was mainly made out of like plastic with like latex reinforcing. And it was over 60 kilograms in weight. We got to calculate that for American weight. (laughs) But it was so heavy. It was said here that it was so heavy and hard to move that the director had to recruit like weightlifters to be put in it. (laughs) And then none of them were, even though he recruited like these big guys... None of them could last more than a day in the suit, and they had to, like, switch out. They had to, like, tag me in. <laughs> like, they had to take turns with it. So it's it's nuts. But then, yeah, they were interesting. like, you know, this is a, you know, this wasn't a Toho. This is another studio. Yeah. But they didn't, this dude didn't have an in-house special effects team. So, like, they had to, like, pull other things yeah. to get the effects made. So... Like, my goodness. Like, you're putting a flamethrower in Gamera's mouth. Yeah, I'm surprised there's nothing about that. Like, it had to be a puppet. Like, it, yeah. I'd be terrified if the actor was, yeah. was like, had, like, a hose right next to his mouth. Yeah. Turn it on, Sonny. Well, I, I didn't assume that his head was in the Gamera head. Oh, you thought it was like... I assumed it was in the neck somewhere. It probably was. But still, that would be very concerning... <laughs> 
to have a flamethrower right above your head just going. <laughs> just going. Because, like, yeah. that suit's got to be hot enough. We always hear about it, especially in the older movies. These things get, like, a like 100-plus degrees in the suits. Yeah, like, literal gallons of sweat coming. Oh, like, in Nakajima and the original Godzilla, what, he lose, like, 20 pounds or something? Yeah. Like, just from how much he sweated. So, a flamethrower on top of that was yeah. is probably not a, a great uh, time. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fun time to be had by all. Uh, so... Yeah, what other special effects do we want to talk about? Yeah, so, like, it is a surprise that, you know, this movie, as you said, its budget was so much smaller, yeah. but it still looks good. Uh-huh. So, that was an interesting thing about it. So, apparently, Gamera is the hero in any of his other movies. But he's the... <laughs> he's a baddie here. Yeah, unless you're a, a little pudgy boy who likes turtles, then... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless you're that specific boy, you're out of luck. <laughs> oh, what was interesting about um the black and white, about the effects and the production of it, was the studio had, like, two classes of pictures. Yeah. They had, like, Class A and Class B. And Class A was, like, the really expensive, like, big budget ones. Yeah. And Class B were often the shorter budget that often were black and white. Yeah. And Gamera was black was a class B movie. Hmm. Because apparently the studio didn't have like too much faith in it. It was a a B movie, you say? Bum 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 According to all known laws of aviation, there is no way a Gamera should be able to fly. Black and white, black and white, black and yellow, 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 black and yellow. Ooh, yellow and black, mixing it up a little. Barry, walk down those stairs. I paid good money for them. Does that burn your mind? It is burned into my mind. The opening of the B movie is burned into my mind. Folks, can we can we check in? Uh, can you let us know if Nolan got the exact amount of black and yellows correct? <laughs> <laughs> that like whether that was correct or not will greatly change my opinion about this. <laughs> in you, which way? <laughs> if you got it the exact amount correct, I'd be impressed. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be scared. If I got and the exact scared. Amount. It'd be like seeing like a Cthulhu creature where it's like, I just don't know how to feel about this. My brain is just melting out of my ears. Hey Barry, you ready for the big day? Uh, you know, it's been such a long journey. Three day three days of elementary school, three days of high school, three days of college. I'm glad I took that bit. That gap day off to really just explore the hive. <laughs> the top quote on the B movie page is Barry B. Ben. Wait, I want to. I already gave away what character it is, but what do you think the top quote on the B movie IMDb quote page is? I'm nearly certain it's uh, according to all known laws of aviation, there's no way a bee should be able to fly. What is it? Yeah, like jazz. <laughs> of course it is. What about, these are winter boots. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Or, the white man. Okay, so, quote two is, how about a suicide pact? How do we do it? I'll sting you, you step on me. That just kills you twice. 
Then number three is according to all known laws of aviation. Is the B movie a funny movie? I'm I'm getting a good chuckle out of all these lines. Very good. This sweater is Ralph Lauren, and I have no pants. <laughs> is the B movie a funny movie? Yes, it is. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. I just thought of it as a big meme thing. Ugh, this bee is living my life! <laughs> Let it go, Ken. When will this nightmare end? <laughs> wow, she looked hot. She's my cousin, she is. Yes, we're all, all cousins. cousins. <laughs> Tivo, you can just freeze live TV? That's insane. What, you don't have anything like that? We have HIVO, but it's a disease. It's a horrible, horrible disease. <laughs> you know, there's a Larry King in the real world. It's a common name. He has suspenders, a desk, a TV show, different color lights behind him, and a marquee at the bottom of the screen saying what was just said, even though you just heard him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, I think... <laughs> we are very off track. We are. Okay, so let's okay, get... Okay, and we are back... back. Yeah, so after the some effecty stuff, some of the production of this, I think we should get into a quick breakdown of the story because there's not that much to break down. Yeah, uh, that we remember it, that we uh, we could uh, get at least from it. <laughs> so uh, these this military vessel uh, for in Japan for Japan is a. Uh, they're down in Antarctica, and their scientific exploration team is meeting with some uh, some Inuits who... Wait, no, they're not in Antarctica, then. They're in, yeah, they're in the North Pole. They're in, like, Ala the Alaskan Alaska? area. Yeah. It, it seems to be in conjunction with the U.S. military, so I assume it was, like, in Alaska. Yes. Uh, and... The Inuits just speak English, just straight up. And where... Uh, crosses which i don't know uh, i you know i don't know enough to call bullshit on that without possibly wildly swinging <laughs> poorly so i will not uh call bullshit on that uh but but yeah so yeah they're there and while they're there the u.s military is they never answer that question do they why they're there no the u.s military is just Oh, but the there, nukes. Yeah, there's some. There's a weird plane that's flying overhead that no won't identify itself, and no and and no one knows who it belongs to. And so the U.S. military, it's over U.S. airspace. So the U.S. military starts telling them, and it's demanding, you know, tell us what's going on. Tell us what's going on. This is gr absolutely great miniature work. This entire flying sequence was good. Uh, but yeah, so and no one's responding. So they have. No, so they're like. Well, we got no choice, and they shoot it down, but it had a nuke in it, and it blows up and releases from the ice Gamera. Yeah, Gamera they also was released. wildly did not understand how much damage a nuclear bomb does. Yeah, because they can see it. It's pretty close to them. They're like, thankfully, we're far enough away that it no, won't affect us. No, if you can see it, you're definitely not... Like, even if you can't see... I think it's, like, what, 200 miles away you have to be for it to not have, like, any effect on you. But, like, if you're in seeing range, you're at, like, instant agonizing death levels. I remember the... Yeah. 
the the Vault Boy guy in the Fallout series. He's doing this because there's old like anti nuclear propaganda stuff. It was like yeah. if you could see the nuclear blast bigger than your thumb, then you're already dead. <laughs> yeah. So it's a thing. <laughs> but uh, but I guess they're fine. Yeah. And they're like, who did the nuke? Don't worry, folks. We won't find out. <laughs> I that like that's the thing. This opening. Like, poses a bunch of very interesting questions that are not answered. Um, yeah, there's... I guess just the one question. And yeah, just... But the other question is, what the fuck's this turtle gonna do? Yeah, because the nuclear blast wakes up the turtle monster. And it instantly destroys the ve- the sea vessel that was carrying the scientists and stuff. Just immediately. Only, like, a few yeah. of them get out. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of English in this movie in this opening. There's, yeah. like, U.S. general guys who are yeah. like, that's not one of our planes or whatever. Yeah, and we know that we didn't watch... Well, one, I looked, and there were a lot of differences for the American version. One is a different named movie. It's, like, Gamera the Invincible or something. Oh. Um, but And two, two, you know, it has Japanese subtitles when English is playing hard-coded into the film. Oh, so yeah. we know that it was the Japanese cut. Uh, so, But yeah, so then that's the opening and that got me really pumped and like, yeah! Fuck yeah! Oh, it'll be very troublesome if Gamera <laughs> turns out being better than Godzilla. That'll cause a lot of problems for this podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> good news, everyone! Or, I gotta do Pamera! <laughs> Just gotta... Prince of the Monsters. See, I thought I was about to pull out like a, uh, you know, a, what the fuck's the doctor's name from Futurama? Zoidberg? No, uh, the, no, the scientist. Oh. Because I was going to do the good news everyone impression, but, and I was like, commit to it. But then I was like, wait, I don't have that impression. (laughs) That's not a voice I know how to do. Good news, everyone. So, what the it's fuck not... is his name? I don't know. I should know this. I've watched just, all of Futurama. He's just doctor to me. <laughs> so then the um, <laughs> so the explosion happens and it's off to a good start. It's like some ooh, who did the you know, what nuke is that? What's going on here? And then it's never answered. Then a little go. boy is about to be cu- t- about to be kicked out of school. Because he keeps bringing turtles to school. <laughs> turtle boy. <laughs> Little turtle boy. What's it? I had his name in my head. Because they na- they it's say gone. his name like a fucking fucktillion times. It's gone, Nolan. <laughs> the boredom has has B-movie has atrophied. The B-movie quotes have filled your mind. There is no more Gamera in there. Oh, God. So, um, it's a little boy, and he likes turtles, and his parents are like, you can't, we're going to get rid of that turtle. Yeah. And he goes, no, please. And little does he realize, his love for turtles will spare his life, and only his in this so, entire yeah, movie. So, he's letting the turtle go on, like, the side of a cliff. I don't know <laughs> why. That feels like, Tadashi. It's not. No, it's something EO, actually. It's like. It's all out of my head already. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so he. For some reason, he's releasing the, the turtle back into the sea, but 
One, it's not a sea turtle. And two, it's the side <laughs> it's of a, a box cliff. turtle or something. Yeah. It's like a land-based turtle. And he's like, <laughs> to the sea! So, like, Gamera probably saved that turtle, too. <laughs> yeah. So, Gamera shows up. And Gamera's like, Whoa. Well, there was, like, a scene where, like, a flying... They they assume Gamera's dead. but And then we get, like, a couple of flying saucers. Uh, oh, yeah. And we don't know what it is yet, but later on we know it's Vera's yeah. Gamera. Yeah, but then, so, he shows up. He causes some havoc. Almost kills the little boy by knocking over a lighthouse he's hiding on top of. Yeah. And then saves the little boy. Directly saves him. And then... At this point, I thought the movie was going to take a much more interesting angle where it's like, is Gamera the, not the good guy, but like, is Gamera not a bad monster? Yeah, but like, was he only attacking the ship because he was like, oh no, a nuke attacked me or something. But no. <laughs> Gamera then kills a lot of people. A lot. In the well, whole time. Well, actually, first they do try and, they do try and kill Gamera, and that was still going along with the idea of. Gamera really hasn't done anything that bad. I don't understand oh. why, why everyone's so gung-ho on killing him. Yeah, because so it's more like, like Gamera was oh attacking this power plant because he wants to eat kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, then, he's not an act, oh, I'm a mo- like a predator thing. Like, I'm not attacking yeah. people just because I want to. It's like, yeah. yo, I'm hungry. <laughs> so, but yeah. then... And... Then the government, like, the government tries to kill him by, they f- explode under him. Even They realize they can't, like, kill him with artillery. He's, that dang shell. So their idea is, they use an explosive to flip him on his back, and just are gonna, like, leave him there to starve. And that's <laughs> when we find out he can fly. Yep. And, but then, then he's, it's all out havoc. He's, like, fucking... Tearing up uh, Tokyo. The poor Tokyo Tower goes down again. <laughs> it's gone down so many times. The fifth Tokyo Tower. <laughs> okay, so movies where the Tokyo Tower's been taken down that we've seen so far. Mothra. Yeah, Mothra was our first one where we saw it. Now, it doesn't happen in Godzilla versus Mothra, but it happens in... It happens in the chicken one. The robot oh, chicken? Gigant? Gigant. Pretty sure it happens in Gigant. Okay, yeah, so... Wait, no, it does happen in Godzilla vs. Mothra as well. So, so Godzilla vs. Gigant, Godzilla vs. Mothra, Mothra, Gamera. I swear, we've seen... Does it happen in... I know the Tokyo Tower is featured in King Kong vs. Godzilla. Does it happen in King Kong vs. Godzilla? Does it get destroyed? I feel like most times when we see it, it's destroyed. <laughs> So, it, it's got to be at least four to five at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, then he's, uh, yeah, then the government tries, like, just, the rest of the movie is a series of plans the government tries to destroy Gamera that all fail until the end. And the throughout this, for some reason... The little boy somehow becomes a part of the group uh, of scientists. Yeah. And this starts with, like, he. one of the plans to try and stop Gamera is they're, like, just sending oil tankers up from the, uh, uh, from the railway, like, down at him while he's marching around and, like, exploding them against him. And the little boy 
just hides on one because he's a fucking idiot. Like, like he's, he's not, like, trying to stop it. He's, like, just hiding on it. <laughs> I'll and save you, Gamera. Has already seen several just go into it. And we thought he died at that point because, like, like they, they get him, like, this guy pulls him off right on in time. Or, like, what you see like, is they're on the thing. It's going straight towards Gamera, and then it explodes. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, pulling at the kid. The kid's not going, and, like, it cuts away, and we see it just hit Gamera and explode. <laughs> but then it cuts to them, and, like, he got off right in And we're like, boo. So it's, it's a weird... I don't know why... I don't know what this kid adds. I don't know either. I feel like you could just... I wonder if they did it because it's like, oh, we don't want to, like... I feel like if they didn't do it, it'd be even closer to Godzilla, the original. Hmm. So they wanted to try to add... Some, maybe they try to make, like, oh, Gamera's a morally gray character or something. Hmm. But, like, I think saving one kid and killing hundreds... <laughs> yeah. ...directly is kind of And also, you, the kid thing. you save was only because you directly put his life in danger. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, he, he gaslit the kid. Oh, man. I'm glad I saved you from that. Yeah, then, okay, so... So but it's a weird. It's a somehow weird. Somehow the kid gets on this island where the government has been working <gasps> on Plan Z. Yes, I just want to bring up. I feel like maybe they want to try to do it both ways because this was '65. This is well into Godzilla loves the children. Yeah, Godzilla is a good guy in this. So is like, he a good guy? Let me see what I'm gonna just look at the High Zai timeline to see what's been er, not the High Zai, the Showa timeline. Okay, I'm pretty on. sure Son of Godzilla was out by now, by '65. Is that a Godzilla Loves the Children film? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Or it, it's Godzilla is nice and, like, helps his kid or something. I think that was the first one that started the kind of thing. So maybe they were trying to have it both ways. And they didn't understand how that could kind of lead to a weird disconnect. Yeah. Where it's like, why don't we do Godzilla in the first one? And Godzilla Loves the Children. <laughs> I also... Should... Uh, I, I'll take this moment. It wasn't just Godzilla that they took. Uh, they took it, uh, a lot of inspiration from for the for Gamora. In okay. fact, the chiefly cited inspiration was not Godzilla. What was it for Gamora? For this movie, and I I couldn't see. I tried to see it after, but I cannot see it. But the chief inspiration. Mm was Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. <laughs> Gamera ain't no bird, though. What, what if... I don't know what the... The Birds is a very different movie. I don't understand it. But Nolan, imagine the, the director would, like, ask to elaborate on it. He was like, well, you see here, in The Birds, you know birds, they fly... That's what I got to make Gamera fly. Okay, the Ghidorah movies, uh, two, one has, uh, one could, so Son of Godzilla hasn't come out yet. Okay, that was. But uh, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster comes out in 64, and that is a Godzilla Loves the Children film. Okay. And 65, the same year, uh, Invasion of Astro Monster, another Godzilla, a uh, Godzilla good guy film. Not okay. Godzilla Loves the Children, but Godzilla's a good guy. Okay, uh, so there could have been some influence with it. Because I feel like that they, they, as I said, I think they may have tried to have it both ways. Yeah. They were like, he loves the kids, but he's also a big scary monster. And those don't really work. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, the kid's dumb, and he keeps showing up. I don't know if they had some line where that I forgot that I'm forgetting where it's like, oh, his dad's a scientist or something, mm-hmm. and that's why he's there. But it's kind of weird how he's there, and they probably could have just cut that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they had the final. Yeah, Plan Z, baby. So Plan Z can't like, possibly fail. First, they have a plan that we thought was Plan Z, but wasn't. Where they they try so. It seems to just be shooting him again. With freezing gel. Yeah, and that doesn't work. Uh, and For exactly ten minutes. <laughs> oh, no, that was way earlier. Okay. That so was they... when they flip him on his back. But, oh, uh, yeah, so they, they get him on to the island, just the yeah, so they're... Oh, yeah, they're luring him onto the island. With fuel, because he then... eats. But then they lure him... To step onto this little pedestal. I don't know how, because they surround it by fire and he's attracted to fire, I, I think guess. so. Because he, he literally, yeah. like, there's shots in the movie where they reverse the flamethrower mouth, mm-hmm. where it looks like he's, like, he, sucking he, yeah, in he fire. Yeah, he fire as well. But then, so, turns out they've lured him onto a rocket ship that closes <laughs> around him and fires him to Mars. End of movie. Little boy, for some reason, very excited about this, despite... Very happy. Everything he's been doing for the rest of the movie to try and stop people from uh, from attacking Camara. Yeah. So like, there isn't even a moment where the kid's like, "I was wrong. Camara was a bad monster." He's just like, "Bye, Camara!" Like yeah. waving, and it's like, "This child was, is stupid." Yeah, he's just was, really stupid. I was like over at Nolan. I was like, "I don't think the kid realizes that this they, is just Camara's death." <laughs> they are fully. They fully think they're killing Camara here. Yeah, and the kid's just like. Yay, I'll see you later. Yeah. Which leads me to wonder, um, when we get to the second one, which won't be right after this for a bit. Yeah. Um, I need to know. I really want the second one to open with Gamera like landing on Mars and then immediately flying back to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so good. So that was something with it. So that that's yeah, the plot is um there's characters in this that makes me like there's a really Dr. Yamade kind of character. Yeah. There's literally a scene where they have the scout, like the dinosaur bones. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, describe it. There is no Sirizawa, though. Which no. Is, uh, yeah, so I just think a lot of... I mean, I think Godzilla just has... The original Godzilla just has a lot more depth to it. It also like, connects so much better. Like uh, with, like you said, the doctor, uh, the, yeah. yeah, him, like he was, you know, bad nuke, like Godzilla was made from these kind of weapons. Yeah. So it's like, that is such a perfect connection Yeah. that he has to do it again, you know? And in this one, it's like, space isn't brought up until they shoot him to Mars. Like, there's not something where I was like, I was on a failed astronaut ship or something. Yeah. But, uh... (laughs) It just kind of happens. I think it's... I think it's fucking great. It was one of the few... It it brought me back in for a second where I was like, yeah! Yeah! Yeah. Like, they encase him in a big old sphere and then, like, they start countdown and we're like, rocket ship, rocket (laughs) ship. Like, there was some... There were moments... I think this is one of those movies where... I don't recommend watching the movie, but I do recommend finding a few clips on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I would agree. Like, find Gamera, you know, turning into a ship, spinning around. 
and find the rocket ship scene, a couple things like that, and then you're set. You don't need the rest of this. Mm-hmm. You really don't. It. I think this is a this is a skip. Yeah. I'd say. Okay, so I have been holding out a uh, pitch for our public domain kaiju film we're gonna make. Okay. Let me pull. So. In 1899, a short story called The Monster of Lake Metri was released. Hmm. And in that monster, in that movie, they introduce us to a monster who is an elasmosaur, so a Loch Ness monster. Okay. And they replace his brain with a human brain. A Loch Ness monster with a human brain? Yes. Fucking rad. Okay. So, I don't have the full plot out yet, but I just want to pitch a our Podzilla the movie. Podzilla the movie. So, here's the trailer. Okay. Brandon and I are riding the uh, are riding the the red line. Uh. We're just chatting. Uh, we're having like a, a Tarantino-esque ki- <laughs> talk about kaiju. Our usual witty repartee on full display. Oh my god. Do you know what they call a Godzilla in France? <laughs> a Zilla with cheese. <laughs> Brandon just drops the N-bomb five oh, times no. in a row. Not like working it in the center. Not in the yeah. script. Yeah. <laughs> you, Brandon, your line was, oh, I think we're almost there. Yeah. No. Okay. I am also shoeless in this scene, for the record. Uh, okay. But Plot relevant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the angle... Yeah, the, you're just talking about that. The camera angle is on Nolan's feet looking up. Yeah. <laughs> you're just talking about pop culture. I'm reclined in the seat. Shoeless... <laughs> Feet up, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so <laughs> visible. All right. And they are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. And we get we get to that section of the red line, uh, which is the local MBTA, our main, the main line that Brandon and I use yeah. that goes over the Charles River. Right. And as we're looking, and as you're talking, I just kind of... And uh, what I'm doing, listener, for the audio <laughs> medium, is I'm kind of lackadaisically slapping his arm. Yep. And I nod my head towards the uh, towards the window, and you look, and you go, motherfucker. And we cut to, <laughs> we cut to, like, a bunch of capsized fucking <laughs> sail ships oh, in the shit. Charles. Oh, no. And the camera follows them. And it goes down to like, goes down to like a guy who's like trying to scramble on back on top of the ship. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. And he, but he keeps falling back in. And then like, as he thinks he's up, jump scare from the water. The Loch Ness monster head comes out, grabs him, rips him down with a shriek like a yeah kind of noise. And then, boom, 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 boom. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Podzilla, the movie. Oh, 
whoa. Coming to theaters. <laughs> and Disney Plus. <gasps> We're being bought! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the conglomerate got us! No! no. <laughs> on an unrelated note, did you know that the hit new series Moon Knight is on Disney Plus? Oh, I haven't gotten around to that. I was too busy watching Zach Braff's Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> wow. As well as everyone's favorite little rascal, Baby Yoda, in his arc on the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know Boba I didn't know Baby Yoda was in Boba Fett. I yeah. guess I should check that out. All the episodes at once. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and Disney Plus is a low monthly subscription, correct? <laughs> what if it was? <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so I never thought of Yeah, Loch Ness Monster is just a kaiju. Bigfoot isn't. Bigfoot's too like Bigfoot's yeah. not that much bigger. But the Loch Ness yeah. Monster itself is a kaiju, I guess. Yes. Yeah, he's a big monster. So what we're saying is uh Scooby Doo meets the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Confirm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scooby Doo. There are and... several Scooby Doo episodes that would count as kaiju media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, does it count? Because they're not real. <sighs> well, if we're going by a mech, can be a kaiju thing. Fair. But in the ones where it's like a hologram that the rich people are setting up, that doesn't count, then, right? No, it is interact with something. But I, dear listeners, I know that in Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster, the Loch Ness Monster is not a Oh hologram. shit, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed is a kaiju film. Oh shit, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so much better than the first one. <laughs> oh good, here we go. Lots of possibilities here, folks. So, yeah, just a little brainstorming about episodes that may be coming in the future. But what's coming to you right next is gonna be... Yeah, folks, we don't have a lot of Godzilla movies left. We're, we're, we're vamping for that episode 100 when we can, after that, open the floodgates a bit. <laughs> yep, so episode 100, like, you know, we're going to be, as we said, folks, our goal is episode by episode 100, on episode 100, you know, afterwards, we will have talked about every single Godzilla movie. Yeah, and... Like, we're well on our way to that. Yeah, and then... A moment that is as, you know, significant in pop culture as when Doug, the nostalgia critic Walker, lifted his 20-year rule for for, for the Mr. Critic. Uh, will we'll be upon us after that. And we'll tell you exactly what it is when we get there. But, you know, we got a while. We got a while to get there. So what's coming up next is... Ooh. Oh, we're part of. We're still going on with. You've been listening at this point to our Jurassic Park summer. Uh-huh. We're alternating between normal episodes and Jurassic Park episodes. So. Catching up for uh, Godzilla or Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. And what's coming Which up will next? Will come out already before we even finish recording these episodes? <laughs> we're we're aiming for the video for the uh, for the video <laughs> release. Uh, Woo! Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about on uh, next week. It's gonna be. Jurassic Park 3, which yeah. is the first God- Jurassic Park movie I ever saw. <laughs> it's the one I've seen the most. We'll discuss it on mic next week. Next week. See you next time, baby. Got you there.